KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Monday, August 29th. New details emerge about the Camp Pendleton Marines killed in Kabul last year. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Students in San Diego County's largest school district are going back to school this morning. San Diego Unified's middle and high schools now have later start times, as required by a new state law. The district is also welcoming a couple thousand four-year-old children who are entering the new TK programs. But most of these pre-K students aren't vaccinated. Just over 9% of kids six months to four years old have received one dose of the vaccine. San Diego County Public Health officials are encouraging parents to change that by getting their children vaccinated. Vaccination rates for older youth are significantly higher with more than 47% of 5- to 11-year-olds receiving one dose of the vaccine and 85% of those 12- to 17. UC San Diego announced last week that next fall it will offer guaranteed housing to all incoming undergraduate students. The university reduced the amount of guaranteed housing during the pandemic to limit the spread of COVID-19. The new theater district living and learning neighborhood will open next fall. That's when the university will start offering guaranteed two-year on-campus housing for incoming undergrads. Undergrads who started school this fall and are on the housing wait list will also qualify. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. A year ago, 13 service members, mainly from Camp Pendleton, died along with more than 100 Afghans when a bomb exploded at the Kabul airport. New details emerge about how the Marines took it on themselves to rescue a group of young female Afghan skateboarders. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has the story. Hey, stop short! Stop short! It's August 2021. Hundreds of Afghans crowd the Abbey Gate at the airport in Kabul, desperate for a way to get out as the Taliban takes over the city. The Afghans are forced into a canal as they press to get inside. It smells of desperation, right, the whole scene. You know, it's dirty sewage runoff, and it's just filthy, and they're just trying to get out. 
Marine Captain Andres Rodriguez is part of security at the gate. Scores of Marines have been rushed from Jordan just days before the Americans were scheduled to leave Afghanistan after 20 years. Several units decided to help Afghans desperate to flee. It just devolved quickly, where it's like, well, if no one else is going to do it, the Marines of 2-1 are going to do it. Or they're just going to, they're going to screen, they're going to help people, they're going to provide aid, they're going to do everything that they're being asked of. Back in the U.S., Marine vet Jeff Faniff is getting calls and texts from Rodriguez and other Marines he knows at Abbey Gate, asking his help locating paperwork for people outside the airport. Faniff tweets his advice for getting into the airport, and then his phone starts to ring. found myself having to ask again and again those Marines, hey, can you, can you go out into the crowd and try and find so-and-so? I was fielding requests from everyone from, you know, uh, local Afghans whose husband or wife was trying to get through the crowd to colonels at the Pentagon who somehow got my phone number. I was like crying, texting, begging the girls to stay at the gate that I would we would figure it out. We would get them through. Corey Shepard Stern is a film producer from San Diego. In the days before the bombing a year ago, she began searching how to get a group of Afghans out who had been educating young girls there using skateboarding. It's safe here for girls to learn. The women gained global fame after being featured in the Oscar-winning short film about Skatistan. Shepard Stern wasn't involved in that film, but the group reached out to her. Many of the Afghan organizers felt that it was time for their families to leave, including Zainab Husini, who now lives in the United States. When I was at work, I heard the Taliban uh, entered to the city and uh, everything was just changed. And uh, me and my husband decided to leave the country. Husini is speaking publicly for the first time about their experience then. She made it through the airport gate once but was turned back when there was no room on an Australian flight. The next day, she took a red umbrella, a signal for the Marines to spot her in the crowd. Whoever entered to the airport was safe. It was under the control of U.S. government, and it was like guaranteeing your life. Back in the U.S., Corey Shepard Stern and Jeff Faniff were celebrating getting one last group through the airport when news came that 13 troops and more than 100 Afghans died in an explosion outside the airport. And then when the bomb went off at Abbey Gate, and just this, like, terrible, you could feel this, like, empty, echoing canyon of void, just of, like, everyone terrified about what it meant for the people that had just helped us do this incredible thing. That evening, Alicia Lopez, the mother of Corporal Hunter Lopez, was coming back to their home in Indio, California, when she saw two Marines in a white truck. I pulled into my driveway, and they asked me if I was going to Hard to see now, but originally under here were a bunch of letters that we had set aside from Hunter when... Herman and Alicia Lopez's home has become a shrine to their 22-year-old son, Hunter, who was killed in the bombing. They're still trying to understand what happened to their son that day. Hunter and some of his brothers and his brothers and sisters were able to, you know, do great acts in their last few minutes on this earth. But, you know... You, of course, wish that they were here with you. Strangers sent artwork, including a painting of Hunter carrying a child made from pictures they found on Hunter's social media. Hunter told them some of what he saw. I know he understood the seriousness of what was going on, the despair in the, in the hearts and the minds of a lot of the people that were trying to get out and get their families out. The desperation of the parents. Yeah. But just now finding out more about the final moments, which a year later gives them some comfort and solace.
Steve Walsh, KPBS News. New details emerged Friday in the high-profile rape case involving current and former SDSU football players. Thursday, a civil suit was filed identifying the players who allegedly gang-raped a teenage girl last October. But no criminal charges have been filed. KPBS reporter Alexander Wynn talked to a longtime lawyer about the unusual legal strategy taking place. The suit alleges former Aztec and current Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza had sex with the then 17-year-old girl and gang-raped her with three other men, including Xavier Leonard and Nolan Pa'iwalaiko. All three were on the SDSU football team last season, though Leonard is the only one who is still on the roster. All have proclaimed their innocence through their attorneys. Criminal defense attorney Gretchen Von Helms says it's rare for a civil case to be filed before a criminal case. Her civil attorney may want to just get the ball rolling because it's, we don't know what's true or not true and we don't know all the facts. The DA's office has yet to file any charges. A spokesperson says the office is still reviewing the case and there is no timetable for when charges will be filed. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. Pope Francis officially made San Diego's former Bishop Robert McElroy a cardinal on Saturday at the Vatican. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado has details and a message from the cardinal to San Diegans. Cardinal Robert McElroy has led the San Diego Diocese of 1.3 million Catholics as bishop since 2015. He had these words of gratitude for San Diegans. Thank you for having been a grace to me in these past seven years of my life while I've been Bishop of San Diego. McElroy is the only American out of 21 who became cardinals on Saturday. In the U.S., he's the only one from the West Coast, the first ever from San Diego, and the only one from a border city. A major element of our outreach within the life of the diocese is centered on migrants and refugees. It's a great source of joy, and uh, I know that it is a, a, a tremendous element of why Pope Francis appointed me to be a cardinal. McElroy celebrated his first Mass as a cardinal on Sunday at St. Patrick's American Church in Rome. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Coming up, parents struggle to find after-school care for their kids. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Not every kid is guaranteed a spot in after-school programs. KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser says this is becoming a big problem as California expands transitional kindergarten classes. 
On a hot Sunday afternoon, Sarah LaPietra and her husband Vince followed their four-year-old son, Teddy, around a playground in Balboa Park. Say, say, tell me a message. I don't know. This is a relaxing day, but there's a lot of uncertainty in Teddy's future. The LaPietras learned in June that he got a spot in their local school's transitional kindergarten, or TK class. They felt like they'd won the lottery. They could stop paying $2,000 a month for his preschool, and the speech therapy and occupational therapy Teddy receives would be on-site at the school. Unfortunately, the lottery ticket turned out to be a dud. We found out, you know, everybody had signed up for the after-school care months and months ago, um, which we would never have known to do because they didn't even have a UTK classroom at that point. While Teddy had a spot in TK, he didn't get a spot in after-school care. That meant the La Pietras would have to pick him up at 2 p.m. every day and noon on Wednesdays. Impossible, given their work schedules. I just feel like we've been tearing our hair out for three months trying to figure out what to do. It just seems like there's no solution. And so I really do think unless something magic comes along, we're going to have to keep him in preschool. Parents here and throughout California are in similar predicaments. Starting this school year, California expanded the number of kids eligible for TK with the goal of providing TK to all four-year-olds by 2025. But the program is missing a crucial piece, after-school care. We also know that working parents were really looking forward to being able to enroll their children in a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. day. Nancy Gannon-Hornberger is CEO of Say San Diego, which provides aftercare at many local schools. She says staffing shortages and licensing delays mean Say San Diego is limited in how many students it can serve. It's frustrating, I know, for parents who are counting on that longer day of care. Um, and we're here to help them navigate to preschool or some other form of care for their for their TKers. The San Diego Unified School District has more than doubled the number of TK classes this year. And the wait lists at aftercares have shot up too. Across all programs run by Say San Diego, there are more than 2,000 kids on wait lists, almost twice as many as last year. It's incredibly frustrating. It's been making us crazy for the last, since the idea ever came out. Kim McDougal runs child care for the San Diego YMCA. She says after the state announced TK expansion, the YMCA looked at whether they could get licenses to care for younger kids at their after-school program sites. We would have to do all kinds of facilities renovation. We would have to have child-sized toilets. We would have to have an age-appropriate playground. Um, it would be really close to impossible for us to even do. Democratic Assemblymember Kevin McCarty authored the TK expansion law. One of the biggest things lacking that, that that's the thing we need to start, make sure we completed, was having universal pre-K for all four-year-olds to show up at kindergarten, uh, kindergarten ready. One San Diego school district has taken matters into its own hands. Cajon Valley Union in East County is providing free after-school care for all students. Superintendent David Miyashiro says it started during COVID and he plans to continue it as long as possible. Pending some type of fiscal cliff in California where we have to go into a cutting situation, we're planning to provide this for years to come. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. 
Meanwhile, the La Pietras had heard that Teddy might get into an aftercare class run by the YMCA, but they're still waiting to find out. And school starts on Monday. Claire Tregesser, KPBS News. The new school year brings some new transit opportunities. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the Youth Opportunity Pass Pilot Program offers free public transit rides to those 18 and under. Karina Sandoval is a senior at Hoover High School who's been riding public transit since ninth grade. She says expired fares made her miss classes and even a test. But the new free Youth Opportunity Pass has gotten rid of those issues and expanded her world. Uh, I did an internship in Chula Vista and because I was able to have the Youth Opportunity Pass, I was able to do like buses and I had to take a trolley and then more buses. So without the Youth Opportunity Pass, it would have been so expensive and I wouldn't have been able to do the internship at all. The Sandag Youth Opportunity Pass program offers completely free rides on buses, the trolley, the coaster and sprinter for those 18 and under and it runs through June 30th, 2023. For youth to take advantage of the free rides, they need a Youth Pronto app account or a Pronto Youth Card. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.